another drink for that. And, and, and you may need another drink too. Hello, everybody. It's my music with Graham Cove. We were just discussing uh, Disney. Um, <laughs> and uh, that apparently requires a, a drink. If it requires a drink in your house as well, then, uh, then good. Um, I'm, I hope you've got uh, the right, it's, you're listening to this at the right time of day for that to happen. If you're not, and you're listening live at the same time that we're putting this out, which is two o'clock here. What time is it with you, Or It's three. It's three. So it's not that much difference. No. Then, uh, then, you know, well, I'll just have a drink anyway. Okay, here we go. We're going to watch this video. And then when I come back, I'm going to be speaking to the wonderful Aura Davis. Thanks for joining me. I love the guitars hung on the wall. That's always a good sign. Uh, where are you actually coming from? Um, well, I live in Switzerland, but I'm half Italian. So wow. half, half. So, and this what, is my, so, my... so you're half in Italy right now and half in Switzerland. Um, well, half of my heart is always in Italy. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's where my dad com uh, comes from and loads of my family lives there. But I'm I'm here in Switzerland and it's kind of rainy. It's been raining for uh, days. Yeah, it's well. It's look, I can sympathise with that. I think everybody that's uh, living in England right now can sympathise with the fact that um, where it feels like we've had the odd day where it feels like spring. Yeah, but it's not. It's summer. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Well, in April we usually have. Like, you can't really tell what's the weather going to do. It's totally unpredictable. It could change any given minute. So, and I think somehow we're still in that phase. So, but yeah. I can't wait for summer. I'm a total summer person. I just need sunshine and the beach. And Oh, so right. So right. <laughs> can't wait. So, so listen, tell me. So you, you grew up in Italy. Is that right? I grew up in Switzerland. Oh, you grew up in Switzerland, but yeah. you, you were born in Italy. No, I even was born in in oh, Missouri. Oh, you were born in Switzerland. Okay, yeah. so so um, when when did the the move from Italy to Switzerland happen? When, when did your parents move? Or? Well, my dad moved to Switzerland when he was seven years old. So I wow. never really lived in Italy. I spent a few months over there a few years ago, but I always had my home base here in. Well, it's a village near Zurich. It's not in Zurich. Right. We think about when when we hear the word Zurich, we think about an insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> or bank, a bank, or, maybe. or bank. Do, do, do a lot of people there work for said company? I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 totally. So, what what is the general music scene like there? Give us give us a feel for that. Well, you as British people probably love to hear that the swiss people are very much into ed sheeran 
Um, I think the radio um, music vibe that's going on here um, is a lot of um, it's a lot of pop music, mainly happy pop music stuff like this bubblegum pop thing, right? Which is not <laughs> exactly what I'm into. No, it's not. No, no, no it's not. <laughs> How did you get into the style of music that you're making? Uh, well, I I have always been writing i think the moment i was able to properly hold a pen i started to write that was always that one thing that i was interested in and i started to sing with my mom in her car when we would just go shopping or stuff she was huge into this bg's abba pink floyd kind of stuff so mm. that was always well, that's around. quite a huge spectrum right there oh, it is it is yeah, my mom yeah. got a pretty wide range of interests when it comes to music which is something that opened up a world into the 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 most different kind of things you could you could ever think of which i'm really thankful for um and my dad of course he, he loves music too he's not really like no one is an is a musician in my family no one does music no one plays an instrument so that was always just me so i think um my interest in music started pretty pretty early i always knew i wanted to be a musician it just wasn't something i could pursue when i was younger because it's not something you do when you live in switzerland oh it's an unknown yeah it's entity. it's it's kind of like you don't really get to make a living out of that like it's really really fucking hard to make a living of music here yeah um, and so my parents always wanted me to do something that's going to lead to a proper income, like get a proper job, get good grades. And so, how how did you disguise that in your life? Then did you so so you you started playing instruments at a young age, but did you have to kind of keep telling the parents and teachers and everybody else, oh yeah, I'm going to work in a bank, I'm going to do this? <laughs> well, to be honest, when I was younger, I did a lot of theater i did a lot of like um just open mic stuff when i was little like little maybe eight nine ten ish yeah, yeah. The, then there was a time i moved out of my parents place when i was 15 pretty pretty early because we mm -hmm. had a lot of uh difficulties going on and i kind of lost the music road for a while there um i went from couch to couch i slept on stranger people's couches and it was a rough time, and I even fell pretty hard into depression. Um, mm. Did a lot of questionable things, which led to good stories in the end. So it, it, it's totally all right. But it took me it took me some years to get back to music and the dream and what I actually wanted to do because I followed a path that others wanted me to go instead of just doing what I wanted to do. Um, I went to uni. I got a proper good job i did all the things they wanted me to do um and once i had achieved that they kind of started to accept that i started to work on something else like outside of this normal job thing and so i think the moment when i really said listen i'm just i've i've, I've done all the things you guys told me to do and now i'm just going to like for once in my life, I'm going to do something that's just for me. And I don't even care if you understand that was when I was 22. 
So I buried this whole music thing for a long time because there was just no space to do it. Yeah. No, I understand that. And it almost killed me. It was yeah. really hard. Like it wasn't it wasn't healthy. Are you drawing on that experience in terms of your songwriting? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um I think it's it's like there's always two sides to this story at the end. I mean, working a normal job and 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 trying to trying to navigate this weird business side of things that it it kind of helped me in being incredibly organized. I am probably one of the most organized musicians you'll ever meet. Like I really want things to be organized and clean and I want things to happen on time and I really take stuff seriously. So I will always show up on time like even prior to that. I do my homework as we discussed before. Mm. That's something that's really important. And I think that's mainly because of the road I have been doing before music. How does that help you? Because there will be young musicians, other young musicians watch this back and they go, yeah, as a natural musician, I'm pretty disorganized. <laughs> as a creative, I'm pretty disorganized. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned Ed Sheeran earlier. I mean, even in the Ed Sheeran documentary, which is on at the moment, his wife says he had absolutely no idea how to do anything around the house. Yeah, um, which is you know is understandable when you've never a in his instance never had the opportunity to do it in a way because he kind of grew up in this weird you know yeah. uh, life in, immersed in music. Uh, but also, it is very typical. But how are you finding that really does help you within navigating all of this? Um, like right now, I'm completely 100% independent, which means I balance everything myself. Wow. I do the music myself. I write myself. I book my shows myself. I, I book the whole traveling aspects myself. I do the whole marketing myself. Every 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 promo aspect is done and managed by myself. I just I balance about 18 different jobs all at once. Every day. <laughs> every day. It's like 24 hours. Like it never sleeps and there's so much to do if you want to do it right because I mean big musicians usually have like a team of 20 people yeah. doing all of that. And I just do everything myself. And it really takes good organization skills to never lose track of something. Yeah. So I think that really helps. Well, I've got a question for you then. When yeah. when when you make it, which you will, of course, and you you know you're you're a big star and you're opening for Ed Sheeran next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you've had to let go of it, some of it, because you just now you just don't have the time, right? Yeah. How are you, how are you going to let go? How how how? That's that that's a good question, uh, and I ask that myself. Um, at some point, I'm a real diehard control freak. It's hard to give things out of my hands because I just want things to be perfect. But I also had to learn that sometimes you just gotta let go of things in order to focus on other things more. And at this point, I mean, at this point, I would be incredibly happy to give some stuff out of my hands just so I'm able to focus on music more. Um, I would love that. 
but like I don't shy away from work either. So it's, mm. I mean, if I get to a point where I get to have a team to properly support me and I'm, I'm a team player, I just want to be involved in stuff because I care about everything. I care, but caring doesn't necessarily mean I need to control everything. No, it doesn't. And I, I find that it's one of the things that I do with clients. I think I think I naturally gravitate towards clients who in a way do know what they want and actually have a have an idea about quite a good idea about exactly how they would do it, but they don't necessarily have the time to do it. But I, I think it's part part of that is about the creative process as well. I think if as a someone that creates, I think if you can then find some people who add to your creativity, yeah. if you like, and a part of the process with you and and if you like give you something extra. Yeah. Because you can bounce things off of them and you feel they're a safe pair of hands and they're going to going to take what what you're wanting and run with it in a yeah. in a really creative way then that's that's how you move forward isn't it and i also think that like outside input is is something that can lead to incredibly great stuff mm. because sometimes you're just in that bubble and you don't even like it's really hard to sometimes get, like walk away from it and just look at stuff from an outside perspective and that's what I've learned now. I've been I've been recording my my debut record in London for the past year, and I got to work with incredibly talented people, and that was the first time where I had a team effort situation going on when it came to music, because up until now everything I've done was just completely independent, just me, and and my engineer who helps me a lot, but it was never. A team around me and input comes from there and from there and or i think we should we should we should twist it we should do it like this that, that was completely new and i just learned through the course of this year that outside input is incredibly valuable mm. if you if you open enough to to listen to it and accept it there's a lot in there about trust as well isn't there and actually that comes across in your songs yeah Hearts don't bend. Yeah. Pulling a rug. Yeah. And all of that. So if uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out all this music. Um, you should have done your homework at home, folks, before you <laughs> listen today, right? Do it. Do it. He's Do right. It. Listen now. But if, knows if, best. if that's if that's the case, so do you do you? struggle with control in terms of your personal life as well or is it is it or in relationships full stop is it is it uh where does that where does that come out um i think it was an issue many many years i was that really heavy control freak for many many years but i think over time i mean i'm not 20 anymore and over time, you just learn that sometimes you just got to let go. We had this term for, for a few times now. Letting go sometimes means, means freedom. And uh, that's something that I've learned over the past few years. Um, but 
but I think when it comes to like, where does it show in my, in my private life, in my personal life, I want, for example, I, I like my house to be very clean. I take care of it. I want my, my, my surroundings to be clean and organized, but like now, if you, if you could, if you could see my room, there's cable everywhere. There's guitar cases and picks everywhere. And that's something I needed to learn that sometimes an organized mess is pretty, pretty cool too. So it's a constant learning thing. Um, I just, I just, and if you, if you ask anyone who's ever worked with me, they would all tell you, she just never misses a deadline. There's no way this girl will ever miss a deadline. Like she's going to show up one day prior to the deadline just to make sure she's on the deadline and she meets the deadline. And that's something I'm actually very proud of. Yeah. Okay. So in your music itself, strip the lyrics out for a minute. Is that all when you write, do you write with a sense of order then? And, and where do you let the chaos in, in the music? Good question. I mean, I usually write with just like all my songs start out on just an acoustic guitar. That's how I write. I just sit on the floor with my, with my instrument and pen and paper. And that's how I write. And, um, that's the one thing that's probably not organized at all when it comes to music, because my songs, I mean, it could start anywhere. Sometimes it's lyrics, but sometimes it's just me fiddling around on, on guitar just for fun. And all of a sudden I realize, damn it, that sounds pretty nice. And then I just continue work, working on the music or I just look up my notebook and see if I've got some lyrics that could fit the melody I have. Um, it could come, a song starts anywhere. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes it's lyrics, sometimes it's music, sometimes it's both at once. Um, and it happens everywhere. It could happen in the car. I sometimes even write on napkins when I'm sitting in a restaurant and all of a sudden I, I, I've got this idea. I pull out my phone, sing the melody and write the, the, the stuff that I have on a napkin. Um, and that's totally unorganized. And I'm not even trying to organize this mess because that's <laughs> like, I think that would kill it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Is there an artist that you've looked at over the years, someone that you've listened to where they've managed to create an amazing mess but it's works musically sonically and you've gone oh my goodness i just wish i can do that well i think there's always two sides of the story i mean the thing with being in the public is there's always what they show you and you hardly ever see behind the scenes. Like how That's does it true. how how does it really go on behind the scenes? You most of us don't know how it's how how it looks like because they only show you what they want you to see. So it's really hard to say, um this this artist has has created something out of a real mess, but it sounds phenomenal because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You're so right. You're um, so right. Someone I really look up to in terms of how organized everything is, funny enough, is Taylor Swift. Yeah. That woman is organized as shit. Mm. Um, in every aspect of her life. In 
every aspect to her life. Nothing happens accidentally. Like everything is planned out and organized and like diehard calculated, if you want so. Yeah. Which is something I, 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 I personally, as an organizer, find really, really cool. Well, she's now taken to organizing Ed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. so organized. She's yeah. gone on this latest album, Ed, you're going to work with this guy because, you know, I have, you should. Go on. You should, I have. You should. It worked. <laughs> Do it. And that's but, so I mean, an, a, another another artist that I really look up to, and um, he, he doesn't really talk about it in public. Like, I, I don't think there was an interview or something where he ever said how he works in terms of being organized or not is uh, Stephen Wilson. Do you know Stephen Wilson, mm. the band Porcupine Tree? Yeah, the, uh, and massive producer as well. I am probably one of the biggest Petrie fans you'll ever find. Okay. But this band saved my life. And when I look at the pieces of music they put together, it seems very chaotic but organized. It's an organized it's... chaos. Yeah. But he strikes me. He, he strikes me as the kind of person that lines up his slippers at night. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, t <laughs> I totally get that with with him. You know, I, yep. it's like you never see his glasses at an no. angle. They're no. always completely no. straight. Yeah, his hair's always completely immaculate. <laughs> um, yeah, he's you know he wears just the right colours, etc. Yeah. He's very yeah. very organised. I think. Yeah. And I, and I, that, think so. I, I think it's one of the reasons why so many people have brought him in as a producer or or to remix their albums and kind of separate off layers of sound and focus on detail because i think he's got an an amazing eye for detail yeah yeah um sure. would he be a dream sort of producer for you yeah totally like that would be just sitting in a room and talk music and listen to the ideas he has in regards of my own stuff would be phenomenal yeah i think we could just hold that bit for a minute and <laughs> we could cut that out frame it and let people come back to it there we go uh stephen wilson aura davis um yeah. we're tagging him in by the way when this goes out just amazing just, just in case yeah. oh please so tell it tell us about the development of the the album then in terms of you know are there any surprises on there I say the whole album is going to be a big surprise because really? the music sounds entirely different to everything I've put out so far Brilliant It's a complete it's a complete twist in music it's a lot more um I don't know it's this rocky country pop thing that's going to be on throughout the whole record there's ballads on there there's a little bit of like this typical sassy girl stuff on it but everything like glued together by this rock pop country americana thing yeah, because just keep one going thing... on just keep mentioning the country thing by the way because you know that the uk is going at absolutely oh, really? ballistic for country yeah, yeah i i i flew over to the uk to see kelsey ballerini two or right. three months ago and this room was filled with country pop music fans i was like oh, okay it's a thing here 
yeah. phenomenal. It actually made it actually made the BBC News. In really? The UK. Yeah, it made the BBC News. Um, they went down to uh, some gigs that were happening in London. Everybody with their cowboy hats on, their Stetsons, that you know, and they were like. But the the figures for streamed alt country music in the UK are just mental right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I bring in this word country, but like, there's not a typical country aspect like where you could say this is country. What what I mean when I say country, it's the type of lyrics that are written the like my, telling. This, the storytelling is really nashville like it's really it, it's it, it really comes from this country nashville kind of place yeah um which is how i've always written which is i, I, I I'm, I'm pretty proud that i was able to to keep that with the album now so yeah no, i'm really curious to 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 see how the world reacts to that Talking about curious, I'm curious. Um, your your guitars, etc., that are hung. You've got plants going over them, and on the one you have—is that a picture of the moon or a planet or this? Yeah, this is actually a concert ticket from Pearl Jam. Ah, I there we go. My concert tickets. Um, there's another one. No surprise, it's a porcupine tree. <laughs> there you go. I keep the most important uh, concert tickets just. I'm a I'm a collector of things. Yeah, you're a collector, and yet yeah. you're neat, which yeah. is quite interesting because that in itself is. You could yeah, say. yeah, yeah. You're right. Never thought about that. Um, I'm a collector, but I only keep the things that are close to my heart, right. and even even my concert tickets. Like I've got frame. I frame them. If they're not like stick to a guitar, I frame them. And just hang it on the wall, but framed. So it's like I collect things, but I organize them. <laughs> right. So is your album a collection of organized memories then? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Um, and we came up we came up with a pretty cool uh, album name, um, which kind of adds up to that um i'm not ready to 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 say the oh, name oh come on i'll tell you what you can whisper it to me afterwards i can i can whisper it to me <laughs> afterwards right so i'll know it and if people want to know it they can ask me but i won't tell them <laughs> <laughs> but you Love know it. just that moment there people will be like damn he knows what the album's called yes i will but I'm not going to tell any of you. You will, but I'm not going to tell you. When are you aiming for in terms of the release of the album? Um, we're not entirely like we. My producer just flew back to London today, so we've been working on the last bits of vocals uh, this past four days. So all vocals are done, um, and now it's just it's just a matter of mixing and mastering everything. Mm. Um, we don't really have a release date yet. Because we just want to, I mean, there's going to be the first single now, uh, May 26th, um, which is Hearts Don't Bend. That's the first song that we will show off to introduce the new music. Um, 
but we don't really have a release date for the album yet because once again i really want to make sure it's perfect it's going to be organized it's going to be organized i don't want to rush into things because it's really important that um everything is exactly the way we want it to be instead of just like yeah finishing what did, what it did, for the sake of finish, finishing it you know i really want to know what did london lend to the album in terms of feel or sound because it's um, uh that's an interesting question um i think the team that we're working with in in london is they really understand the music vision like the vision that i had for the songs how they should sound how how the whole album should 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 be they understood that in the blink of an eye we right. met and they understood what i wanted it to be and the musicians just added up to it very quickly that's nice to hear it's it just matched from second one which wow. is rare and and was that without giving them any like obvious reference points it was just yeah. right I sent them a video of a song that I had written just on an acoustic guitar. It was a video I uploaded on, on Instagram. And I was like, this is a song I recently wrote that I think is really nice. And so I flew over and I think it took us 15 minutes to put the whole thing together in, in terms of a demo just. Wow. And it sounded exactly how I wanted it to sound. There was some magic going on there then. Yeah, yeah, there totally was. Wow. There you go. And the, and yeah. this 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 will probably leak into the title as well. Um, if people haven't heard Aura's music before, what again, I'm going to say it like I've said it before other times with other guests, what on earth are you playing at? Um, Aura, can you please explain to people where where's the best place to go and hear your music? You have a website for a start, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, my music is everywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Deezer, YouTube. Wherever they let you stream or listen to music nowadays, which is a lot of places. But you'll find me. Just look up for Aura Davis and I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, what you've got to remember, folks, is that Aura's done all of it herself. Right. So wherever you find her on whatever platform, wherever it is, that's all. Her. It's not. Yeah, it's not I even so, designed my website myself. Exactly. It's not anybody else. And, and you know, if all of this music malarkey should all fall down, which it won't, because, you know, as I say, next year, a cheer and tour. But if it if it did, then uh, always just a, a one person marketing machine. I'm a marketing machine. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, I, it's really important to me to talk to people. Like, if you, if you, if someone's listening who talks to me on social media, I try to answer every DM I get. Sometimes I, I, it's 60, 70 DMs a day. Yeah. But I really just, it's important to me to talk to people because if it wasn't for people, I wouldn't even be sitting here. Um, I, I, and I love that attitude. And that's, you know, it's it's one of the reasons you're on now because so, I you know I message some people and some people go and don't answer you and you yeah. think what why yeah why 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 not answer why not give you know why not give people an opportunity because until you talk to someone you don't know 
what opportunity they might be offering you, right? Yeah. You know what? I live by the credo, you don't have to be a dick to be a rock star. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just be nice to people. What the hell are we even doing if we're not nice to each other? Damn it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's another reason that when you do get a manager and, and all of those other people, make sure that they're nice to people as well. Okay? Oh, yeah. Totally. That's really, really important and fundamental. Yeah. And I, I'll get on my high horse about that because, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you now, I've spoken to some fairly big international artists and they've said, yeah, I want to come and do your show, Graham. I love all of the conversations you have with people. It's so real. It's so in refreshing, etc." And then their management go, no. 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 Why not? Because because you haven't got a reason but you know the, the thing is that that's rubbish isn't it i i, I really I've, i really believe that artists need to be able to decide for themselves yeah at the end of the day i mean it's, uh, it's really it's really cool to have opinions and get like suggestions i think you should do this instead of this i think you shouldn't do this absolutely. because of this yeah but, but not, not um, gatekeeping for the sake of it. No, no. And I always I like I'm I'm open to inputs and, and opinions and everything. Really, just just shoot it at me. I, I I value that. But give me reasons. Give me explanations to your to your opinions. Yeah. Well, just look, I I nearly wrote. I nearly wore the right top today because I I've worn my Marillion top. Oh yeah. Okay. I could have worn my I could have worn my porcupine tree top and that would have been absolutely perfect, couldn't it? But you know, next time. But there are of course course, you know, like with everything in music, there's only six degrees of separation. And uh, and for you music buffs out there who really know their stuff, of course, Fish, who was the lead singer of Marillion, one of his albums was produced by Steven. And uh, there you go. And there's there's your music fact for today coming out of my interview with or davis we need facts we we do we, we need facts we need figures and we want them now yeah and we need steven and we do uh i do <laughs> thanks thanks for coming and talking today thanks oh, for it was coming a pleasure. into my thanks little uh, closet here and, and having a chat about music um we will be tagging in steven on this uh <laughs> if, if, probably steven, doesn't give a shit. if steven you you know you're in london you want to pop in just give that you know maybe the remastering of this uh this classic album that will be uh you know a little stephen flourish at the end who knows Might happen. that would be that would be great if not or just like to have a cup of coffee with you and chew the fat oh, uh, totally. that that would be good as well if you haven't checked out all this music go and do it now buy it when it comes out as well support real music uh don't just stream it and look at it from the through the ether actually pay some money for it that way people like aura can continue to do what she needs to do and she can afford to water the plants that are going around the guitars (laughs) (laughs) amazing i always forget about that because most of my plants just die yeah you see they they need watering so that's a really important point Oh, uh, until next time, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye, Fidel.